The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. I text you a question, next minute my phone rings. What is wrong with you? Nothing worse than a salad orderer who then wants in on all the chips. Sorry, what section are you in? What section am I in? Someone's trying to board this flight with a semi-trailer-sized luggage. I think you should be more concerned with that. Hello and welcome. Literally nobody cares. Uh, well, we, I don't know. We started with season two or some garbage last week. I really don't know what we're doing. I think the team just called it season two to try and get me out of hot water. Season two, episode two is here. Hello. Um, really hello, though, because I'm recording this literally on the same day it's coming out. Uh, we were really close here to having no episode this week. Really close. Um, I was supposed to record yesterday. It just didn't happen. Here we are today, though. Uh, I'm in the studio. It's all happening. Uh, what I will say is the following. Um, I'm not going to have a dog button pusher Aaron go through and remove all the stops and starts because that's a real fucking drainer, hey? Um, And, you know, we have actual work for him to do. So as I am stopping to have a drink of my coffee slash check my little book here about what the flying fuck we're talking about today, I'm just going to need you to bear with me, okay? If you've got a problem with that, Karen, okay, Cheryl, okay, Christy hyphen fucking Lee, I don't need to hear about it, okay? Just get out of here. I will also say this. We're going to go in about Karen's today. Wow, there's some mowing outside or some garden adjacent activity. If you can hear that, I apologize. There ain't nothing I can do. We delay this recording. It ain't happening. Let's get into it with a sip of coffee to begin with. Stand by. Mm. So we're talking today about a, a variety of things. Let me just tell you this. We are organization. We are stationary. We are killing it really over here. I've got this little notebook that I'm carrying around now. Stunning. Stunning. Uh, Beautiful GSM, really. Um, Stunning book. And basically, I'm carrying this around with a stunning pen, of course, um, and just making notes here and there about my meetings and business, obviously. But also, I just have a page that's running on the podcast episode. And as things just happen, I'm just throwing it in there. Just put a little note down, you know? Someone might say, Sam, why don't you just put any notes on your iPhone? I'm like, okay. I like a little pen and paper moment. feels more official to me. Anywho, uh, what are we doing here? The first note I hear is about shapes, okay? I did a little um, I did a little thingamajiggy with shapes this week uh, on my Instagram. Not this week, last week on my Instagram. Um, the team put together a little um, poll situation and then I, uh, I posted it. And people were able to vote for their favorite shapes in order of, well, it was a battle really, um, head to head. Now, I wasn't involved in the selection of which shapes were pitted against each other. Was there some errors made there? Quite possibly, okay? Quite possibly. I'm a little disappointed that we didn't um, bias things towards nacho cheese, if I'm honest, Uh, and we just straight up threw it against chicken crimpy, which is a tough battle. Don't get me wrong, I love a crimpy, but I do love nacho cheese, and I feel like it's an underrated shape. I received a lot of DMs from people who were like, why would you put crimpy to be? Okay, have you had a fucking nacho cheese shape, Cheryl? I don't want to hear from you until you've purchased a box and had a try of it. I'm like, where is Arnett sponsoring this podcast? I, like, I don't even understand. I'm doing the Lord's work. Anyway, okay, I'm just knocking things over here. Anyway, nacho cheese is a real 10. I just feel like you need to try it. You need to invest before you start making commentary because I am telling you it's a banging shape, okay? It actually used to be an absolute 25 out of 25 with the old um, formulation ingredients, I don't know, because it actually used to be like pizza where you could physically see like it was chunky ingredients on top. Oh, excuse me, I almost died. Uh, Chunky ingredients on top, but now it's more like a – a powdery moment. I'm not really sure what I'm saying. What I can tell you is this. It's still a 10 out of 10, uh, and it is well underrated on the shapes scale. I think scale is the right word. 
Um, now, we haven't proceeded to do any further uh, polling. We obviously just did that initial battle and we've done no further. Okay. The fucking people with the mowers or the, the, the whippersnippers or whatever the fuck they're called are just getting closer and closer. They're practically whippersnippering my hair off at this stage. It's so fucking close. They must be literally right outside the wall. I don't even know what's going on. Of course, that's when they start, right when I begin the podcast. All right, we're back. I mean, I can't even. The amount of people who are trying to dismantle this podcast, we are just trying to do the Lord's work and people are just coming for us. You probably still hear it in the background. Truly horrific. I don't even know that we had gardeners come, to be honest. Um, I guess obviously the trees are, you know, well put together themselves. Anywho, um, so the the shapes battle just stopped, really. We did one round of voting and then I just did nothing else on it. And you know why? Because I was offended, okay? Nacho cheese wasn't given a fair chance and I just feel like that isn't fair. I feel like I mean, it wasn't given a fair chance, so inherently it wasn't fair. But I just feel like we need to like redo it, like pin it against fucking savoury. You know what I mean? Who's getting a savoury shape? Why do they even sell savoury shapes? Who is eating a savoury or a plain chip? I can't get the plain chip, people. I'm sorry. I am not going to eat that volume of carbs with zero flavour. Just put some salt on your tongue and be done with it. I don't understand what on earth you're wasting your time for. What I will hear and I will accept as an argument is using a savoury uh, in a dip because you want to maximize the dip flavor. But what I would like to call you is an amateur dip user, okay? Amateur. If you really knew what you were doing in the combos, you wouldn't need to go with a basic chip like a fucking plane, okay? You could do a barbecue with a corn relish. You could do a sweet chili and sour cream with a French onion. You know, I'm happy to assist here, but if you're going to be such an amateur you can start on a plain chip, okay? But if you're not dipping it in anything, if you're just reaching into the bag and pulling out a plain fucking chip and eating it, what are you doing? It's not, let me introduce you to the way to really eat bad food. I just feel like you're wasting your time. Anyway, um, that's why the shapes thing just fell apart. The team were very upset. They wanted me to post some more things. I just threw my, my toys out of the cot, really, and just said, well, that's the end of that. Nacho cheese didn't win. So... Just all kill ourselves, really. Um, anyway, what else happened last week? So I also went on my Instagram and I discussed in my office, I have a plant. Um, I have a an orchid behind me. And then I have a table and a sitting area in front of me uh, in my office where we sit to have sort of casual meetings. And on those two tables, I've got some two stunning, you know, books. And then there's a sort of a table beside it. It's got nothing on it, right? Now, it used to have an orchid on it. Now, I've killed about 50 of these things, right? They come in here. It's like a funeral. They're gone in like a week, which is truly a feat. But anyway, I have nothing on the table at the moment because the orchid's now behind me. I'm wondering, do I put another orchid in? There's a lot of orchids in one room. I don't really know. So I was asking for tips, okay? Now, firstly, people were writing in all sorts of things. There are a lot of people who are like fresh flowers, plants, whatever. Now, don't get me wrong. I am a big fan on spending on nice things, clearly. However, the cost of putting florals in a fucking vase in my office, let me tell you, they die after like eight days. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm not going to put four roses in a vase, like some sort of six-year-old date moment, grade six, really. Six-year-old date's kind of weird. Um, you know, a grade six date moment, you know what I mean? Like, can we, I mean, I just spoke about this in the Valentine's Day podcast, you know what I mean? And, and on the podcast I did discuss, there are really only several multiples of, of, of roses that you can purchase. It's one or it's 12 and, the, and then multiples of 12. Okay, that's the end of that, really. I will occasionally accept 18, but it really it should be one and 12. So you, I, I can't be having a vase with four roses in it, right? And the vases that I have, you know, not to be that person, but stunning LSA hand-blown glass vase, uh, vase, you know, whatever word you're going to use, Jessica will correct me later. Uh, but 
in those vases, really, you need to be having two dozen roses. Now, I'm sorry. I'm a very well-connected man, but even at the prices I pay, I'm broke. You know what I mean? Like, I can't be spending $100 a week on roses in my office. It just feels excessive for no apparent reason. You know, as stunning as they would look. And I'm not even sure two dozen would do it right. I'd probably end up going to three dozen, and all of a sudden we're broke, you know, in four days. So... The florals thing, don't get me wrong, I would love to have florals in there all the time, but just the cost of it is just outrageous. So, and, and you know, the orchids generally last a little bit longer. I mean, we do have a good swing at killing them. I mean, the one in my office now is already on the way out now. It looks stunning, but it's really on the way out. Um, we have a good go, but realistically, yeah, they just don't last. And so I just feel like the orchid situation, maybe I have to do another orchid. It's more cost effective because they usually usually get like a month or two out of them. I hear people like, a month or two, you should get like six. Yes, we keep killing them. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, call Jess, really. It's not doesn't seem like my department. Um, what I will say is this, though. A lot of people said to me, Sam, get a succulent. Mm, why are you following me? A succulent. That doesn't feel like my vibe. It feels offensive. It feels inappropriate. It feels like caravan adjacent. Like I, I'm not putting a succulent in my office. Stunning office, right? Silvers and blacks and, you know, Louis Vuitton books and, you know, Tom Ford books and Saint Laurent book, uh, book hands and orchids and beautiful silver vases and hand-blown LSA. And you're going to put a succulent in there? This isn't some sort of Joshua Tree bong fest. Like, what on earth? I don't know. Who's got a – what's a succulent doing in a house? I just don't feel like I've seen a succulent done in a shiki-deaky way. If I, you know, if you want to try and correct me, send a photo in, you know, put it in the private Facebook group. Literally nobody cares. But I'm just not sure that I've been seeing any real movement in the succulent department that would be impressive. I can't, you know, what's that vibe? That feels hideous. Like, really, it feels like bong fest. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're just getting high all the time. And, you know, not my vibe. I guess you guys weren't aware. Um, so thanks for the suggestion, Cheryl, but it's not for me. Um... That also kind of feels like a Christy hyphen Lee moment though, right? Like where she's just like, she's found herself and, you know, my name's Drain and my dress is made of hemp and I'm just, I have succulents everywhere and my life's so calm. I don't have any material things. That's so interesting. Why do you have an OnlyFans link in your Instagram, Christy Lee? I get that you found yourself. By that, did you mean you found that you could make money out of your um, vajayjay? Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, so um, how's OnlyFans though? Like that, whoa. If you guys don't know what OnlyFans is, right, I'll just give you a little bit of an insight. It's like a a private social network, if you will, um, that you that you pay, well, that you're charged to use. So you can subscribe to individual people and you pay them, right? And so I'm not sure what OnlyFans is pretending that they do. I'm sure that they're out there being like, it's premium content and, you know, stuff that you only want your best fans to see. But really what it is, it's porn, really. Like, it's just straight up porn. Um, you know, everyone goes on there and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, no, I'm not going to do anything bad. Like, no, I'm just I'm just going to do, like, just really normal stuff. And then, like, five minutes later, they're completely nude and they're having sex with random strangers. Um, of course, when I was doing all of that, I was speaking about Jackson Doherty. Oh, Doherty. I don't know what his name is. Something to that effect. But he's on there now posting straight porn. Um, and so what is interesting, I feel like that we – well, what we found is that with OnlyFans, it's just getting a real movement now. Like I feel as though in the beginning people were like, 
oh, posting like porn. But now people are making like three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a month off this platform. So now people are like, yeah, porn. It's straight porn. I post porn, but I'm rich. Like I, you know. And it really is interesting. If we thought people were handing their dignity over on Instagram by bending over in front of the camera, OnlyFans is a whole new level, you know. And what I love about it is when they start, the content really is like, oh, I'm not going to post about it on my Instagram. Like I don't want to tell people like my family's on here. Oh no. And then, you know, 10 minutes in, they receive their first check and they're just on like, fucking changing their display photo to be the OnlyFans logo, right? Like they just swipe up, fucking here I am, exclusive premium, naughty content. I mean, it's just all happening. Nothing against anyone who's on there, like whatever, you know, they're clearly killing it. Hello. Um, they can probably afford to have roses in their office. But uh, I just, it's a wild scenario. If you haven't heard of this platform, you should do some Googling because, boy, it's a whole situation. There's some serious cash going out the door for some people who, you know, do they deserve the money? I really don't know. I mean, I guess they do. But anyway. Um, so that was my office scenario, but yeah, succulents, not for me, uh, photos on my desk. Yeah. I had a lot of people write in and say this. Okay. So if you didn't see the content on the page, my desk is structured in a way where the photos that I have on my desk face outwards, not towards me when I'm sitting behind my desk, because I'm looking for an aesthetic for the office, right? Like all these pieces are, it's, it's like, people who are like not understanding that it's like all the books that are in my office. It's like all the, you know, the beautiful coffee table books. I, I don't sit down and read them in the afternoon. I haven't opened most of them. They're there for aesthetic purposes. It's the same as the photos, right? Like, you know, I've got some amazing photos of people who are very close to me. I've got, you know, my family's on there. They all work in the building. I don't, I don't need a photo to be facing me all day long. I can just open my door and there they are, you know, like it's just not a thing. All my friends, I see, you know, it's just ridiculous. My photos are there because it creates like a nice aesthetic. Keeping in mind, I also sit in front of my desk often on my sitting chair, so I do see them. But it's about creating a vibe in the office. Maybe people aren't quite getting that, but I've got a vibe going on. That I'm trying to really just it, it's it's nice, you know. And then you bring in one succulent, the whole thing's fucking blown up. But no, that's that's why they don't face me. My office isn't like like people are in my office all the time. So that's why it presents in a certain way. It's you know I have meetings in there every single day. So people are in and out constantly. So that's why it looks like that because it's quite a nice, you know, and here's my life and these are the people important to me, you know. Anyway, I don't know why I'm explaining this, but, you know, apparently people think it's a good idea. Same people who probably thought I'd be a fucking succulent into my office, really. Um, what I will say about people who are suggesting a succulent is some of those people will be exempt from this attack purely because they're suggesting a succulent whilst a stupid suggestion. They're suggesting it because I can't kill it and they know I've had a good swing at all the other things. So some people are exempt. Most of you aren't. Uh, what else we got going on here? Oh, during the week I went for dinner and I went to dinner at a surf club. Uh, I went to an RSL, if you will, if you're an international listener of this podcast, an RSL is a return servicemen's league. Uh, it's, you know, like a, uh, it's like a pub, I guess, if you're in England. Um, but you know, they're always here where I live on the Gold Coast. They're in these stunning locations, you know, right on the beach, beautiful views, um, you know, property value for days, really. Uh, and they run like local nippers clubs, which is like teaching the the young kids how to be surf life savers and to swim and compete and whatever else and uh, become iron men and women, which is really, you know, it's, it's cool. Um, and they're, just, they're sort of like sewn into the fabric of this country, if you will. Like it's, I grew up going to them and they're always around and, you know, they support great causes and they keep great people in jobs and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, like I said, they're on the Nippers programs and things like that. So that's what that is. 
What they have going on there, I'm not really sure what happens inside the kitchen at an RSL. I'm not really sure what the the scenario is. I don't know if you, don't, you need to go through special training as a chef, like you you train to be a chef and then you go through RSL training. I'm not sure if only they can purchase certain equipment or if only they can purchase certain produce, but they are the only people in the country able to produce a Parmigiana at a level, okay? I don't know how else to explain this to you, but you can go to the nicest restaurant out for a Parmigiana and it tastes like a restaurant Parmigiana. When you go to any RSL and order a Parmigiana, it tastes the same. They are nailing it on a different level, okay? I don't want someone to message me and be like, it's because they're using cheap and, okay, shush, okay? No one wants to hear from you. Go to Bunnings and get a sausage and bread. Do you think they're using gourmet premium fucking Gordon Ramsay sausage? No, they're not, okay? I don't care what they're using. I don't really care what the ingredients are or what the standards are. What is going on in here? Someone is literally on the other side of this wall and it is not a thick wall. And they must be like, I don't know, brooming or something. But like, it sounds like someone's in the room with me and they're going to kill me. Anyway, uh, the RSL is the only one that knows how to produce a Parmigiana at a level. Now, I haven't been to an RSL in quite some time and um, I've been whinging pretty much to everyone I know about it. Uh, and so finally I got an offer to go. And I went and let me tell you, they do not disappoint stunning, stunning Parmigiana, you know, chicken breast, golden brown, really sufficient dollop of Napoli sauce, you know, generous, but not too far. Don't want to be swimming in it. And then, you know, some ham over the top and then just grilled to perfection, you know, in the oven there with the cheese melted over the top. Now, here is a debate that I had while I was there. I then, in addition to that, have tomato sauce with the Parmigiana because one, I'm Australian and two, I'm not a fucking idiot. And yet the people that I was with were like, well, it's got the Napoli sauce in it. Why on earth are you entertaining further sourcing options? One, I won't have my right to use additional sources questioned. It's treasonous and and really hideous. Uh, And two, in Australia, we have a pretty strong policy of, of using as many source options as we really can. You know, I mean, I will have a, uh, a barbecue meat lover's pizza and I will add a Thousand Island sauce. I will have a Subway and I will have both the Chipotle sauce and the barbecue sauce. I will use sauces as I feel the need. I will use sauces at the same speed, veracity, and conviction that I throw out insults. Do you know? It's just standard, really. And I just feel like people questioning it is outrageous. But here's my question to you. If you're having a stunning Parmigiana at a surf club, would you be adding a sauce to it? Keep in mind, I like to I like to just change it up, really. I'm I'm happy to have a tomato sauce, but you're right, it does it, it is in the same family as a Napoli. So I also like to have barbecue. I like to change it up after each bite. You know, what am I gonna do? Nobody knows. It's all just all very fucking who knows. I just feel like I won't have my rights and my you know, liberties questioned to such a nth degree where I can't be just using sauce liberally as I feel the need to, you know? So I'm not sure about you guys, but I feel as though that's a conversation we need to have. Would you be using an additional sauce with the Parmigiana? And I'm not talking about with the accessory chips, which we should talk about as well, really, because some surf clubs, are they are having a moment, I'm not really sure. Some of them are going to this beer-battered sort of situation. Some of them are sticking with a classic I'm not really sure where I land. I feel like there's a lot of places I go to and beer batter just doesn't feel like the vibe of a surf club. It feels like they're trying to go a little bit too fancy for me. You know, twice cooked, beer battered, oh, get out. Okay, we know you bought them in a bag from McCain, okay, and you just pour them in the deep fryer. No one thinks you're fancy. But yeah, I'm just not sure. What I also love is the pricing in a surf club. Can't beat it. You know what I mean? They are just killing it and they're 
they're turning out really Michelin star food and they're just not charging for it. So, you know, love them to death. Um, love to hear from those people who share my my clear affinity for a Parmigiana. But I need to know about the sauce situation. It feels to me like it's an absolute necessity uh, to be adding additional sauce. I just don't know. I've just done it my whole life, you know? Amy, my, my very good friend who you're all familiar with, she puts tomato sauce in her bolognese. I mean, I think that's too far personally, but, you know, each to their own. Another coffee sip. Sorry, I had to take a coffee sip because we're starting to really just move our way through this podcast. We're starting to move our way into some very serious topics. Not that the Parmigiana isn't serious topics, not that nacho cheese isn't a serious topic, but I do feel like we're starting to really move on to something serious. Um, Before I get there, actually, I'm going to touch on the christening. Uh, Over the weekend, I was at a christening. Um, You may have seen the outfit on on the gram. Hope that you did. We wore a little Hugo Boss suit number, a nice blue, which kept it light, which kept it fun, which kept it fresh. Uh, I had a tail of the pant down. I just put a little sneaker with it, you know? Who am I? What's going on? What's happening? Who are you? Where are we? What's happening? I don't know. Um, Really trying to just change things up a little bit, though. But I think that came together quite well. In my head, I had a real specific vision. I I wasn't 100% when I put the outfit on, I'll be honest with you. But I think that it delivered in the end. I think we got some good photos. We had Liang Zikar on site um, who assisted with some photos for me uh, to make sure we got that grand pick. Uh, for those of you, you know, who all well, the three people left on this podcast who I haven't offended, uh, who are going to message me and be like, you had someone come to you. Oh my God, they're back with the blower. They're back and I want to kill everyone. I don't understand how it's literally one time a year I reckon this happens and they're here today. Just pop this down for button pusher Aaron. I tried to say at the start that he wouldn't have to do any work, but now he has to. I reckon it would actually be quieter if I just started blow drying my hair. What is he using out there? And it's like he's only working on just right behind me. There's no other parts in the office. We've got garden fucking surrounding the place, but that's what he'll keep working on. Just that one patch fucking garden right behind me. I, I honestly can't even believe what's happening. Okay, we're back. Wow, dear Lord. that I mean, just, I can't even fathom this. It's just literally like he's sitting outside waiting for me to just get on a run and then he just walks down and just starts fucking blowing outside. I feel like I could literally just start a chain gun in here firing and to be quieter. Anyway, um, where was I? Didn't have Lane come to the uh, christening just to take my photo. She was in attendance. So the christening was for um, a friend of mine who has been a friend for about a thousand years, Nick, um, who is the brother of my very close friend, Amy, uh, and his partner, Ashley, and uh, their stunning little baby girl, Millie. Um, And it was really just, wow. I mean, it was kind of weird, right? Because when we woke up that morning, it was torrential downpour. Like, I can't even explain to you how torrential. It was just like, you can't even. The whole fucking world was raining down on us, uh, which was of concern. You know, you've got to get into the church, get back out of the church, get into the house for the after party, you know. I don't know if it's appropriate to call it an after party, but whatever. Um... Anyway, so uh, it was just torrential rain. You know, Amy was in a complete flat spin. It's like, we need to just like tear down the bollards so they can just park right in the church, which I'm not sure is a thing. I just drive right up onto the altar in the car and just let her out. Um, you know, do we go and purchase umbrellas? Like, what is the plan here? You know, we had to maneuver cheese boards between houses. It was a whole scenario, let me tell you. And then right really as we were departing and heading over, the, the clouds just cleared and the sun just started shining down upon us as we arrived at the church. Now, I'm not that person, but if you're looking for divine intervention, I mean, this was damn fucking close, all right? Turn up, stunning, just moment, really. The sun opens up, 
there, all the clouds open up really. The sun is just shining down upon everyone. And it was really just a fabulous day. Uh, so that was really cute. Uh, now, I don't know if people, many people know about the whole christening scenario, but you kind of have like a – it's not like you just do your own thing, obviously, because the church obviously serves as many people. And it's not like a commercial enterprise where you just hire it out in a booking form online. It's not like open table. Uh, so there was another group that was also having a christening at the same time. This baby had fucking like nine godparents. Like what sort of faith have you got in the other two? Just apparently none. So they just keep lining them up, just guarantee really. Um, anyway, it was a really beautiful day. That just went off without a hitch. Uh, then we returned to the after party and I had about 15,000 drinks. Um, so that was nice. Uh, really great end to the, um, the the baby shower. I mean, really having the drinks in honour of baby Millie, you know, really, then that's just the, the case. Um for those of you who are going to ask the question, because I'm sure somebody will, there isn't a photo of me holding Millie, and that's not the photo that I posted, and I'm sure that someone will be like, oh, he's so conceited, oh, fuck off. Um, I have a general rule that I don't hold children until they've achieved six months of life. Um, once they've achieved six months of life, I'm open for application. I will potentially hold a child thereafter. Baby Millie is one that I will hold. Um, however... I felt as though a full christening moment, you're being showered in oil, you know, there's all sorts being said to you, there's a whole bunch of fucking strangers around you, you're in a strange place, there's marble everywhere, you're looking up, there's a man on a cross on the roof. I mean, there's a whole lot fucking going on. Then you get back to the house, everyone wants to have a hold of you, being passed around like the fucking, you know, potato bake. It, it's really a lot happening. And I just feel like for me, do I want to be the 30th person in that line that day to hold baby Millie who's then going to be like, you're just another one of these clowns who was at that day where they threw me under all this stuff and then you were there after. I remember. You're that guy. I don't want to be associated with that, I don't think. So I'm going to wait for a private real, you know, a private showing, if you will, a private holding, we'll call it, um, where that way we can have like good associations, good vibes, because a lot of kids don't like me. Newsflash. I know that'll shock a lot of people. Um, I usually have quite a good window, actually. I usually have up to uh, one year where they do kind of like me because my voice is deep. It feels to me like the kids are like, okay, this is weird. What's this? What's going on here? Don't know about this one. Maybe the vibrations. I'm not really sure. But um, that's what it seems. However, we have had the scenario where every time I sort of speak around Millie, she sort of looks at me and she's got the most stunning blue eyes, but she'll look straight at me. And that's somewhat common with kids, I think, because of the voice. However, turns out Ash, who's a very loyal listener of the podcast, hi, Ash, uh, she sometimes plays the podcast uh, during feeding times, you know, up at 3 a.m. You know, how else to get yourself going other than listening about the, the Great Shape War? Uh, and so maybe the voice, you know, there's like a connection. What's going on? Like, that's that guy from that thing, or there's, that's that thing that plays like three in the morning, mum, when I'm having a feed. I don't know. It's all a whole situation though, isn't it? Anywho, that was my weekend. I had 15,000 drinks to celebrate Millie's christening. Um, so it was a good evening, really, to be honest. You know, ends up back at the Lanan house and we were just having a bit of a dance party. Um, what else is going on on my list today? So that kind of, um, oh, and I've got one more topic that I was going to touch on, which is, um, so what I'm trying to do every week, I think I touched on this last week, but um, is every week is sort of a review of what's happened in my world uh, and the things that have offended me in that week. You've now heard about those. Uh, and then also, if there's a topic that comes from the audience I'll touch on or a topic that comes from my teams, every Monday in my team meeting here at the office, uh, I'm asking for suggestions, things that piss you off, what's going on, what's happening, what's occurring. Uh, people are putting that out. This week's suggestion comes from Bree, uh, who I've mentioned a few times now. You might know Bree. Uh, Bree is who is helping me keep on track of the podcast, keep on track of my Instagram Really just keep the wheels moving. Uh, she's working in creative for the business. Uh, Bree brought up a very good point. I have touched on this before, but it's been a while. <sighs> 
just need to have a moment before we get into this. Just as a side note, the fucking guy with the cannon outside stopped. Um, are people aware that an escalator is not a ride at Epcot? It's not fucking Disneyland, okay? It isn't Dreamworld. Although it may be Dreamworld because you may end up in a situation where I kill you. But <laughs> that's probably too soon. I don't really know. Um, I literally cannot. If you're on an escalator, it's for convenience. We've put it in to assist in the laziness capacity. Okay, right. We didn't put stairs because we thought you're going to take too fucking long getting up and down. So we're going to help you out here. That doesn't mean that you then, I guess, compete with the convenience by adding another layer of slowness. You can't then just stop and just stand still. Move. Keep progressing. If you want to stand still, newsflash is not a fucking ride. If you are able to descend those stairs yourself, you should be walking. Expedite that process, dick fuck. But if you're unable to, keep to the left. Keep to the motherfucking left, okay? If you're traveling in twos, it isn't a chance to stand together and have a chat. You're not cyclists riding beside each other on the road inappropriate like two fuckwits in Lycra, although you look like it. Stand to the left, okay? It's not hard. You can stand beside each other when you get to the bottom of the stupid fucking escalator, okay? You can resume your hideous conversation about your poor box die. Okay, Cheryl and Karen, I realize that you've just out one time this month and you're doing your little shop around, but stand to the motherfucking left. Some of us are at the shops and we need to move quickly, okay? Some of us are there on a Tuesday because we've got to do something. We're going to a meeting. We're moving around. I can't be standing behind you on the escalator for an hour while the two of you debate whether or not the fucking 5G towers are killing us. Okay, I don't have time for that. I also, I don't have the patience. I, I can't stand there and withstand listening to that level of fucking stupidity without interjecting. So you're just asking for me to get myself involved and we don't need that either because I'm not getting fucking attacked by some Karen at the fucking shops. Anyway, thank you for suggesting this week, Bree. As, as always, that pisses me right off and I hope it pisses you off as well. It's not a ride, Okay. Oh, readjusting on the chair. Uh, what else we got going on here? I, I mean, I'm looking at the timer here now and I'm completely thrown off because, you know, I had to stop for about an hour for the guy outside with a fucking cannon. Anyway, uh, what else have I got going on here? In talking about what's coming up soon, one topic that I have been asked to comment on many, 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 many times is pyramid schemes. <clears throat> Sorry. <sighs> yeah. How inappropriate of me. Multi-level marketing. Have your own business from home. It's my own company. I've started my own company. I've got my own business. When you say business, do you mean that you can't affect the price, the product, the development, the marketing, the name, the brand, or anything? So when you say business, do you mean you're a glorified sales rep? Oh, sales reps get paid a wage. You're a wannabe sales rep? I don't really know what you call it. Um... I am obviously not a fan of pyramid schemes, uh, which you didn't need to hear from me. You knew that anyway. Um, I can hear the fucking guy with the cannon coming back. I'm going to kill myself. I'm literally going to kill myself. Anyway, um, so people really want me to talk, talk about pyramid schemes. I could do a whole episode. I could do a whole month. I could do a whole year. I could do a lecture. I could really just, I could teach my own class on it, really. I could just study university degree. There's a lot of things I could easily do around pyramid schemes. What I will say is this. I'm happy to do an episode on it if it's something that people want. 
We haven't spoken about it for a while. I've never really commented back on it and so people have left it alone. But if you would like me to comment on pyramid schemes, I'm here for it. Okay, I will get involved. So if we should do an episode on that, please let me know via the Instagram or um, you know, the, the private Facebook group. Literally nobody cares. Facebook that, search it up, get in there. It's a storm. Just straight fire tens in that group, really. Um, that's all of our key topics for the week. We're wrapping up on a final topic. Uh, and this is obviously the most requested thing for me to comment on. People are just really sliding into my DMs all day long, uh, sending notes in in the private Facebook group. People are asking the question, and it is Karen with the mask. I just I should have shouldn't have said this for the end really because I have to summon the energy to even approach my thought process on this topic. I feel as though. There are many things that we have learned from China. They have developed countless technologies. They have, you know, brought about economic booms. They, they continue to support our GDP through the purchase of our iron ore and, and metals and, and, and natural resources, really. You know, their innovation in a lot of sectors has, has inspired and helped us to uh, develop into a modern country. But what they did, I think, that is most uh, to be revered, if you will, uh, most to be respected, most to be watched on in awe, is how during the height of corona, they just went around and uh, basically welded people's doors shut. They just attached metal bars to apartment block doors and they just welded them shut. So if you'd like to come outside, you cannot. And I feel like there's something we can learn there. What we can learn from that is that we can forcibly keep people from fucking annoying us. We can just go along and we can just fucking take a bit of two by four because we're Australia. We don't need to do the welding. Just a piece of wood and just nail someone's door shut. And we'd start with Karen. I would like to nail her to a wall so she can't move. But because, you know, I'm humane. I really am doing the Lord's work. I am, you know, really here to just help the people. I think we just nail a door shut so she can't come out. I think we leave her inside for the duration of coronavirus. You know, I'm I'm magnanimous. I'm not a dictator. I'm happy for us to have food drops sent. I'm happy for us to supply, you know, some sort of nutrition. I don't want her to waste away. But I can't fathom a world under which some idiot like that gets to just walk away and start talking out of the blue to any of us. I don't want to be spoken to by that person. I don't want her to have any more airtime. I think the media should just ignore her because she's a fucking moron. Okay. She is the lowest form of human. I don't need to wear a mask. Sweetheart, you've needed to wear a mask for a lot longer than coronavirus existed. Let me tell you a story. You needed to wear a metal mask. One that would actually no change it a metal mask. We just need to have your jaw wired shut. That would be a civil fucking service. I should be able to go to the Supreme Court and get an order to have your jaw wired shut on the grounds of supreme stupidity. Okay, just fucking wow. Because the level of garbage spewing out of your mouth, there are levels in my opinion. Freedom of speech, just as an FYI, we don't have that, you know, that's not a thing in Australia. Uh, We just, you know, didn't have to legislate it because it wasn't trying to be taken away. But I just think that there's a point where we just go, oh my God, it's too much. Wire it shut. That's the end of that. It's over. And like going in and berating staff at a Bunnings and at Australia Post and getting around, I'm sorry. And this is nothing against those staff. Those staff stood there and they took that and they shouldn't have had to fucking take that. They should have been able to just say to her, hey, you dumb fuck, get out of our shop. Okay. We have the right to refuse service to anyone, dumb fucks included. That's you, Karen. Back it up. Get the fuck out of our store. That's what they should have said. 
Good on them for holding their fucking ground. Good on them for being professional, putting a professional face on things and not saying anything. Good on them. This is the same thing I said in a podcast quite some time ago now. People who are berating fucking nurses and, um, you know, Woolworth staff when there was no toilet paper and there was limits and stuff like that. What is wrong with you, you piece of shit? Hello? How, what the fuck is, what is, like, what is actually wrong with you? What is the issue in your mind? Do you lack that level of intelligence? Has the box die seeped into your brain? I do not understand what is occurring here. How did you wake up today and think that the problems will be solved by abusing a Woolworth staff member? Abundant staff, it is ridiculous. Back to my original point. I will say this. Those people did a fabulous job. They didn't get taken advantage of. They sat there and they just fucking took it, okay? They, well, they were taken advantage of, I should say. They just took it, really. They just sat there and they had to absolutely cop it, which was disgusting, okay? But this is what I will say. Karen, or whatever the fuck your name is, dumb fuck. When you just mosey in and you just start talking to people like the person who's welcoming at Bunnings and the person who's welcoming at Australia Post, you have gone there because you don't want to challenge someone who has the intellect to start an argument with you on a legal basis. That's the problem. You've gone there full well knowing that you can just yell at these people who are one, stopped by their corporate employer from responding in a nasty way, and two, are not educated on the fucking horseshit that you're spewing out. You're a disgusting coward, sweetie. Coward is the word. You didn't want to have an argument with someone who can actually engage in an argument with you. You wanted to argue with someone who was muzzled by their employer. You wanted to argue with someone who didn't even know the law. What a disgusting, despicable thing to do, sweetheart. Disgusting and despicable. And that's what people who lack intelligence and who are cowards do. Failure to have an appropriate mental thought, failure to even be able to generate a single idea of any realm of intelligence is something you suffer from. You don't have the ability to generate any kind of, I don't even know what the word is. You're so fucking dumb that I can't even. I can feel my IQ dropping as I talk about you. I can't even imagine standing in the same room as you. It is disgusting to stand there and use false claims of legalities. Let me tell you something. When people say, I'm going to sue you, very few people understand what that means. I'm going to personally sue you. What do you mean personally sue me? Sorry, but the person standing at the door is an agent for their employer, so you can't personally sue them for anything, you dumb fuck. You'll be suing Bunnings Warehouse, and Jesus Christ, I wish you would. As we've seen, they're a multi-layered organization who's very hard to pierce. I mean, we tried here. But they're a multi-layered organization with very fat coffers. Not sure if you saw the lines outside during COVID, but they're doing okay. Dear Lord, I wish you tried to sue them, you stupid fuck. And then you go to her page and she's got like, she's challenging parking tickets. And, and she's one of the, I don't know if people follow this, but there's this whole group of people in society who believe that basically the only legal law, if you will, uh, that's confusing, but the only law that we're governed by is what's called common law, which is basically case law. They're basically saying that constitutional uh, law or legislative law isn't applicable if you choose not to be governed by it. So you can just say, I choose not to be governed by that law. That's basically what they're saying, which is so ridiculous, I can't even start. But there's a whole group of people who really, truly believe this crap. And now those people, Karen included, think that she can just basically unsubscribe from the law. How fucking dumb are you? This is it, right? You go home, you've got nothing else to do. 
I mean, what is going on? Literally, like, the whole fucking place is just melting. There's just noise going everywhere. I just don't understand, right? There's these people who think you can unsubscribe from the law, which is fucking ridiculous. Just so absurd, I can't even breathe. But how on earth are you in a scenario where you think that you should just go out and start berating people? But this is literally like the age-old thing. Pick on someone your own size, you stupid fuck. Okay, if you wanted to start a conversation, an intellectual conversation about the legalities, they can refuse entry every day of the week. That's what the law says. You can be required to wear a mask by law, you stupid fucking moron. That's how this all works. And by standing there and going, well, the law says, just because you start the sentence with the law says or I can sue you doesn't mean anything preceding that is the truth. And I wish that you would take that conversation to somebody who can actually engage in it with you in an intellectual conversation because you wouldn't be able to engage in that conversation, Karen. You wouldn't be able to have any conversation at that magnitude because tying your shoelaces is beyond your intellect. People are dying every single day from this virus. We're asking you to put a mask on just for the period of coronavirus, although I hope that we extend this in your case and wire the damn mouth shut because... We're trying to save lives here. We're trying to reduce the spread of a virus, which, in case you weren't wondering, is crippling our economy and killing people. Two fronts, crippling our economy and killing people. Why am I mentioning crippling our economy when people are dying? I'll tell you why. Because I have no doubt that she's on a benefit. I have no doubt that she is pulling money from the taxpayer coffers via some sort of Centrelink benefit, some sort of job seeker or keeper or pension or something, you know, and you don't fucking deserve it. We should do an IQ test and we should do a fucking drug test if you want to get access to any sort of government money. Fuck you. How dare you threaten the lives of other people, threaten the lives of people around you just so that you can go out there and feel like a big fucking person. Oh, I'm recording this whole thing. Great. That's what we were hoping for. So you could record it. So we can see one, the Bunnings employee doing exactly what they're asked to do. Two, the Bunnings employee being far more civil than I would have ever been. And three, we can see how illiterate how dumb, how baseline stupid you are to think that by using legal adjacent words, you're going to sound intelligent. You don't sound intelligent. You sound like an idiot. Okay? Just to be clear, nobody thinks you're smart. Nobody thinks you're interesting. Everyone thinks you're a dumb fuck. The only people who agree with you are the same people who are in that little group of fucking morons. It's like that priest who was like, don't wear masks in the US. The Lord will protect us. He's dead. He's dead from coronavirus. Do you know what I'm saying? There is science. There is fact. Okay. We know that this virus can spread. And if you're just, oh, it's engineered by the government. The government's doing, Bill Gates is doing, it's 5G, it's blah, blah, blah. Okay. Believe what you want, but it's still killing people. You know what I mean? Like people are still dropping dead. That's, that's a real thing. Like, that's a fact. We have those numbers. We can see the people who are dying. That's a real thing. Um, so maybe just pop a mask on. You know what I mean? Or don't pop a mask on and just go and stand outside the corona wing at your local hospital and just fucking speed things up. Because quite honestly, I don't have time for it anymore. I just hope that people like you don't have access to any government money because you don't deserve it. Because every single day, people risk their lives, nurses and doctors and emergency workers, risk their lives to go to hospital to save people. And if you get this damn virus and you turn up there and you need an ICU bed, we're going to give you one and we're going to fund it through the taxpayer. And those people are going to risk their lives. They're going to leave their families in the morning. They're going to go to fucking work and they're going to risk their lives to try and save you. 
when you've traipsed around town acting like this fucking moron. How dare you? How dare you put people like that in a position where they have to save your life even though you don't deserve it? That's just the flat-out truth. How can you possibly... And oh, Berating a Bunnings Warehouse entry staff member? What? How low can you go? How low can you... I mean, that's like a song or something. I am so truly offended by this out. I'm offended on so many fronts. One, not wearing the mask, but two, this outrageous and disgusting and basic fucking moronic thought process that the law doesn't apply or you've got some sort of ability, like that stupid moron in the car who goes like, I don't have to do, tell you anything. I don't have to. The law, I don't have to. I don't comply with the law. The law's not a real thing. Oh my God. What is this it? This all you got? This your whole life? That's what makes your life worth living? Going out and, I mean, how petty. What a small person you must be. What an insignificant, pathetic existence you have if that's what makes you feel big. You can't make anything else work in your life. You've got nothing else going for you so that you go out and you make police officers feel bad about themselves who are standing on the borders all day every day in the fucking burning sun to try and make sure that every state doesn't turn out to be a complete, well, really dumpster fire like Victoria is currently. That's what makes you feel good about yourself? Well, congratulations. Good for you. What a win. Back to little hick town. Back to your little sad existence. We're going to get rid of corona, and I hope that you just go away back to your little fake little fucking existence where you think you're significant in some way, shape, and form in the world because you're not. You want to make a difference? Have a look at the people whose lives you're putting in jeopardy. Nurses, doctors, emergency service workers, police officers. Have a look at what they're doing. That's making a difference. Not this trailer trash version that you think you've got going on because you think you're a big person because you've, oh, I've said, I've said the law. I've said I've downloaded a script from the internet. I found a website that can barely afford their hosting and I've downloaded that script from them and they told me to say this. Cool story. Um... Fred, who lives in his parents' basement still at 60, yeah, he wrote the script. Can confirm Fred has no idea. Can confirm Fred doesn't understand the law. Can confirm Fred will be arrested, you know? But also Fred didn't actually go out and say anything to the police. He's just living in his parents' basement. He's just got morons like you believing him, and now you're out there and hopefully arrested too. Fucking imbeciles. We've spent far too much time on that. It just drives me to absolute nausea, let me tell you. That's all we've got for the episode this week. I hope that you enjoyed <clears throat> We got a little bit ranty there at the end there, but, you know, same old, same old, really. Um, we're again going to continue with this same sort of structure moment vibe, if you will, where I'm going to attempt to have three topics every week and a bit of a review on my my week and what's really gotten to me that week. Oh, the guy this morning. Every morning I go and get my coffee. Just this episode's never ending. Every morning I go and get my coffee. And when I get my coffee, I uh, I can pull in, like right off the main road, there's a um, like a, a turn-in, if you will. And half of it is a, um, a bus zone where the bus stops to pick people up. And then the other half is where people can stop for like a loading zone, if you will, for like 10 minutes maximum. And the coffee shop is literally on the roadside. So I can park in the loading zone, get the coffee and get back in my car all in about five minutes. Now, today, there was no one in there. So I drove all the way to the end and parked right on the line between the bus zone and the regular zone so that I can be parked there and that no one would park in front of me so I can just drive off easily enough to reverse to a whole big thing because sometimes it gets quite busy. Today, parked there, and a guy drives up into the bus zone and reverses and completely blocks me in. Parked in the bus zone, completely in the bus zone, not one wheel in, not slightly in. The whole car was in the bus zone. No one was behind me. Let me guess, you don't need to wear a mask either? I just can't even. 
Anyway, that's the episode for this week. Hope that you love it. Make sure you join the Literally Nobody Cares Facebook group because that's where we have great in-depth conversations. And I feel like we're really going to chat today in that group about today's episode. That's what it feels like to me. We're going to talk about the Shapes War. We're going to talk about uh, Karen with the mask, presumably. We're going to talk about the Parmigiana at the RSL, whether you're having tomato sauce and the Parmigiana, or is the Napoli sauce sufficient? I really fucking hope you're not going to say it's sufficient. Thank you for listening as always. Love you the most. And I will see you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>